1: FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program State House Happenings, your weekly look about what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Good day, Robert. Everything's well. You? I'm great. For those of you who don't know, you spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, so you know a thing or two about Indiana politics and government and how it works. The other thing you know is that you were the 2019, the most recent Republican nominee for the mayor of Indianapolis. Well, I guess you were the, you're now no longer the most recent Republican nominee for the mayor of Indianapolis because we have well a new one of those as of Tuesday night.
0: Yes, Tuesday night was an interesting evening. Spent the evening here
1: at you WIBC. Did. You're a pundit. <laughs> I'm a
0: pun- <laughs> offering commentary yes. and uh, a little bit of knowledge. It was kind of interesting to be on the radio with uh, our own uh, John Herrick yeah. and uh, it was it was an interesting evening. Uh, Central Indiana had a lot of um, mayoral Uh, challenges, if you will. And, and we saw Anderson uh, that, that uh, uh, the incumbent uh, Democrat mayor uh, had a challenge and he only won by 32 votes. And uh, the Republican who will challenge uh, Mayor Broderick and the general uh, won by four votes. The Republican uh, bout was, you know, it just, comes down to the fact that every vote counts
1: robert well so that was, uh, before we get into these races I, why does no one vote i mean they they like had a they were just euphoric here in indianapolis at you know, a 25% voter turnout <laughs> so much better than in the past it's like oh, well that that stinks yeah it
0: really does stink and and uh i i um i if there are people i ran into yesterday that we're doing this on sunday but wednesday election day uh the the day after the election day that people just absolutely forgot it just slipped their mind
1: and how is okay let me ask you this because you obviously ran and won many many races in your life how is that possible given the gajillion television ads the mailers the I mean, if you lived in Carmel or you lived in uh, Indianapolis or Westfield or, you know, any of those sorts of places, how could you forget?
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea how anybody could forget with all the yard signs out and and we're talking about the radio and, and, and uh, there's some limited TV advertisements, social media. And, and um, you know, the, the local government is the closest to you. Yeah. And the mayor is is uh, kind of the the uh, the leader in town, if you will. And so, yeah, I, I have no idea. And uh, when you look at some of the small towns around Indiana, uh, there's sometimes I saw that 750 people voted.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You may remember, Jim, I am uh, just like you, a former elected official. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won 65% of the vote. I know you won many impressive uh uh, wins in your forays into politics i
0: really squeaked a lot lot
1: through <laughs> hey i was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt there brother um we can't all win 65 percent. no uh but like on a local level when i decided to run i looked at previous vote totals and i, I said to myself that's all I gotta get. Yeah, I know that many people in this town. Yeah, and um, it's pathetic how what a low bar it is to hop over to get an elected office in many of these towns and cities. That's
0: true, but all you also look at after the election's over and how many people voted against you.
1: Oh, that was fine. <laughs> you, you know, Jim. My theory is seventy percent love me, thirty percent would like to light me on fire, and there's very little, uh, very little in between. And that's almost how it ended up. But I mean, I just am amazed that everybody wants to complain about the condition of the country or their city or their town. Okay. Go do something about it. Nah.
0: Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's just too much of a push in life for, for, uh, some people just to get up and go do something about it. And, and, uh, we're, I think we're lucky that people do, um, step forward and, and, uh, try to lead and, and, uh, participate in our democracy our Republican Republic, uh, style government. And, it is – it's fascinating to, to see how people think that because a lot of people want to complain, uh, but they do not want to participate.
1: What's – how do you change that? I mean, at this point, if we haven't figured it out, is it just that's the way it is?
0: Well, it's also – we've talked on this program so many times about crisis and how uh, uh, politicians, government leaders, don't do anything unless it's a crisis. A lot of times people uh, – don't want to uh, participate, or they don't want to offer solutions unless something has happened in their lives that pushes them to do yeah. so. And and look, you know, look back at nine eleven, uh, people were people were motivated uh, to to help one another after that crisis. And and it, you never want to hope for a crisis, but sometimes. Sometimes that uh, something like that happens and people get up off the sofa.
1: Yeah, I was just laughing at that, you know, people. Oh, my goodness, look at the voter turnout. It was so much bigger in Marion County than in previous years. Well, what was it, 25 percent? Oh, that's our new standard now. My goodness, look at this very high voter turnout, one out of every four people.
0: Well, you also you, – you, you people that when, when someone says that or when that's an actual fact – um, a lot of the times that we haven't had prime big primary challenges in 19 or 15 or 11 and and, and so uh, there was no reason for anybody in their minds to come out and vote because there was no there was no choice.
1: Yeah, a, a big part of it too and correct me if I'm wrong on this, especially on a local level people vote when there's someone to believe in. And that, it's probably true on a national level. I mean, it is true on a national level. Look at, uh, like, Obama, Reagan. When there's people, it doesn't matter the party, they're, you know, the, when people believe in someone or are excited about someone, they're going to show up to vote no matter kind of what the office is versus if, well, I got to pick one of these guys and I don't like either one of them. So how do we get better people to run, Jim? Because uh, it doesn't seem like uh, good people want to be involved.
0: Well, uh, mo- the motivation behind running for office is uh, for an individual. For me, back in, back in the 80s, uh, when I was working in politics, I wasn't a government official yet, but uh, I was interested in. Uh, I was motivated by people like Bill Hudnut and Dick Luger and Ronald Reagan and 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 to to do something positive and and uh, I can only speak for myself, but motivating someone else to to come to the fore, uh, forget about their uh, their privacy, uh, that's just really really difficult because. Uh, it, it, those 150 and we've opined on their performance, uh, down the street, down market street, uh, that serve in the general assembly. Um, they, they are, uh, they are now, uh, this is the wrong term, but exposed they, yeah. they, uh, they're going back and they're going to hear about the tax assessment issue, uh, in their hometowns they are going to the grocery, they're going to the gym, they're going to church. And, and people are going to pull them aside and and, and have some sort of complaint, beef, um, and, and not a whole lot of complimentary conversations go, go, um, go on in these situations, but you're, you're exposed, and, and there are a lot of people that don't want to have that um, cinder in the eye in their lives, and, and that's primarily probably one of the reasons why fewer and fewer people are stepping forward is because of their family life and they don't want to um, expend the energy uh, for the negativity that comes with it.
1: Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, program statehouse happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Indianapolis mayor's race. Obviously, you were the most recent nominee on the Republican side. It is now Jefferson Shreve. I am not surprised he won, Jim. I was a little surprised by the margin of victory.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, w- when I I noticed that uh, Jefferson Shreve had pulled back his advertising. Oh, probably less than a week ago, uh, a week before the election, I knew that that something was going on. That it was very, very uh, substantial win because obviously he has a he has the opportunity to poll and understand where the race is, and um, and and I and I thought it was going to be uh, bigger than than most people would assume and and uh, and judge, and so. When it came to the numbers of sixty plus percent, it didn't really offer too much of a surprise to me. He, he, uh, uh, money is the mother's milk of politics, and and uh, our friend Abdul has has some notoriety, but just couldn't overcome the uh, almighty almighty dollar that uh, the Shreve campaign had.
1: Well, and I told Abdul this during the campaign. I said, look, if you're going to be a celebrity candidate, you got to be a celebrity candidate, which means you got to go full-fledged into knocking on doors because people will be enamored that somebody they know, who they see on TV or hear on the radio, showed up at their door. And for a bevy of reasons, you know, it's hard to get staff in a primary. Marion County's big. He couldn't or wouldn't or didn't want to do it. But I told him, I said, you got to use your celebrity to your advantage. Just simply being on TV, people are already see you on TV. Mm-hmm. You got to use that celebrity to your advantage, which is to embrace people individually or in small groups who, who you can use that, utilize that celebrity. And he just, like I said, couldn't or wasn't able to, or whatever. And so ultimately just that notoriety or name recognition didn't really do much for him.
0: Right. And and I, I think the, the surprise of the Shreve candidacy um, took a lot of people. Um,
1: it, it was... He got in at the very
0: end. He did. I mean, <laughs> almost close to noon, the, the deadline. And I think that surprised Abdul. And uh, I'm, I'm sure his plan was to win the nomination and, and then uh, possibly... Depend on a break because Republicans in Marion County, uh, uh to win a, a mayor race, uh, are gonna need breaks and and, uh, see if his notoriety in, in growing a campaign through the summer for a fall campaign. I think that was what his plan was, and it just didn't come to the didn't come through for him.
1: Uh, okay, so let's talk about Shreve because obviously, um, most people hearing this will know he is what we like to call infinitely wealthy. Uh, I need more rich friends like him. I'm just yes. going to be very candid. About and
0: he's that. worked hard. He came out of IU, and and uh, he understands business. And and this did, th- this did not come easy for him. He earned every dollar. And uh and and now, uh, it's like I saw a quote from him the other day that I've got a nice car. I I, I, can, I would hope
1: uh, he's worth 500 million bucks.
0: Yeah, and I could I could buy Colts tickets. Uh, i also would hope he could do that yes and he probably could buy for some really nice race tickets as well but it's not all about that it's it's about his public service and and uh in his uh, speech on tuesday night he talked about being a son of indianapolis and that's what he is and so this is something that he's offering himself uh to uh, the citizens of indianapolis for the um you know for for the benefit of the city and 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 I like that. I I think his volunteering his service because the the salary <laughs> is not something he needs.
1: Well, let, let's let's talk about this for a second because I think it's interesting. Obviously, he uh, so he owned a storage company. He sold that storage company. I think it was for five hundred ninety million dollars or something like that. Yes, he's clearly using that wealth to used that well to propel himself to be the Republican nominee. He's going to do something similar in the fall to try to become the mayor of Indianapolis. We saw Mike Braun do almost the same thing. Now, he's not nearly as rich as Shreve is, but we saw Mike Braun do nearly the same thing in 2018 to become a U.S. senator. Should we be concerned that we have uber rich guys essentially buying public office?
0: Well, first of all, uh,
1: uh
0: <laughs> Shreve hasn't bought it yet
1: well he bought the nomination
0: he bought the nomination and
1: and Ron did buy him well you know mean look he's yeah. a Republican once you buy the not once you get the nomination um you know and and I'm not saying buying in the sense of anything illegal obviously they're playing by the rules right but they're they're clearly just throwing their own money out there and going no one can compete with me because I have so much money good luck regular guy.
0: Well, yeah, and, and, but we just talked about we can't get the regular guy to to not even vote, <laughs> but participate in elective office, and I think I think it's more of the privacy of the the issue when people aren't coming forward to run for office, and, and I, I I think it, it, you, I I Robert I don't like hear I don't like saying this or hearing it, but it is what it is, and. Uh, uh, right now, we're in a situation where someone's willing to come forward and uh, and spend his own money. Uh, I, I would imagine it's going to be tough to raise money uh, if I'm Jefferson Treve because people people uh, along with Braun, uh, know they have money and they're going to put their own money into it. That that kind of um, stops all, stops a lot of the fundraising itself. But um, there there is a concern there. But, it, but the situation is is Indianapolis is crying for leadership, and uh, and, and and Jefferson Shreve has marched forward to say, hey, I can do it, and I did it here, I can do it, I can do it for the city of
1: Indianapolis. Yeah, but his infinite money, so this is where this gets interesting, right? Ballard right. was the last Republican elected. Mm-hmm. Ballard was elected because he went places no one else would go. He wasn't elected because of his money. No. He was elected because, well, a couple reasons. There was a property tax crisis, hello, sound familiar, and he was willing to go places in campaign that Republicans had previously been unwilling to do. So Shreve may have the infinite money, but he's got to campaign effectively. Infinite money does not mean you're a good campaigner.
0: Well, I, and I agree. Uh, Braun started so early on the U.S. Senate race, and and and, and had a slick um, advertising campaign, and and used his own money, and and. and and won a, a, a bout with two other very good candidates. And so with, with Shreve, uh, he's going to need breaks. He's going to have to work hard. He's ha- going to have to go places that, uh, ordinary, uh, Republican candidates don't go. And, um, I, as a candidate for mayor back in 19, I, um, I grew up here, but I I found myself in places in Indianapolis I'd never been before. I
1: have a question for you about when you ran in Mm -hmm. 2019. Mm -hmm. There had to be a moment where you looked around and said, oh, no, this isn't going to go well. I mean, was there a moment for you where – was it when the Republicans – because it appears the Republicans are going to help Shreve this time, which is crazy because they didn't help you at all. Right. So was there a moment for you where you looked around and said – This is not going the way I had planned it to go.
0: About once a week, (laughs) if not daily, and uh, it it uh, it was it was there. I I, there are so many instances where I kind of looked around and I thought, "Huh, I um, I'm not going to win this." (laughs) And uh, you know, but you know, I entered that campaign. um, Think knowing it was January 10th. The mayor had something three to five million dollars or something like that, and and I didn't. I had eighty four hundred dollars from my uh, two thousand eighteen Senate campaign left over, and and I was going to have to live off live off the land, lead the party, uh, hopefully lead the city, and, and um, uncover uh, issues in the state of, or excuse me in the city of Indianapolis that uh, I thought that should be addressed. And and yes, there are times I woke up in the morning thinking. What am I doing? Yeah, and and I think all candidates are like that. Mayor Hogsett's probably like that, and and uh, but you push forward and and you get the job done. And well, well,
1: I think one of the big reasons, Jim, that the city's in the condition it is right now is Hogsett looked at the lack of help you got from the Republican Party, and then looked at those election results and said, doesn't matter what I do can't be beaten. Republicans well, aren't even going to put up an offense against me.
0: Well, you look at you uh, let's just look at Cindy Carrasco running for uh county prosecutor last time. Um the governor was all in on that. Uh, the Republican Party state and and Marion County were all in on that. And what do we and and, and she also had the FedEx shooting with with the red flag law with the with the current and now uh, pr- prosecutor for the Mar- for Marion County. Uh, she had breaks she had a she had opportunities to kind of demonstrate that she was different she had support financial support e- endless fundraisers i don't know how much money she raised but uh she didn't hand uh, she didn't, she didn't land a glove on the uh, on uh you the know prosecutor. why
1: these people are too nice well these it, people who run or they're too nice you can't be nice you gotta they're too nice Mm -hmm. you got to use the words you got to say the inflammatory things that's why we're number one jim well we we say the stuff yeah well the the, people like the stuff will shreve be nice that's right if he's going to be nice he's going to lose absolutely 100 percent. you know what he's got to do he's got to look at joe hogsett and he's got to start running ads because everybody knows what was actually going on with joe hogsett during those riots we all know uh, we all know why joe hogsett was missing in action during the riots He's got to tell everybody that. He's got to tell – we all know what Joe Hawkset is. We all know the issues Joe Hawkset has. He's got to say it.
0: Mm -hmm. Say it. Well, well also, you're right. The the questions have to come on uh, Joe, Mayor Joe, where were you in May 2020 in those two nights that Indianapolis was not destroyed but darn close as well as managing the pandemic – how how, uh, how, how, did you make the decisions to keep us shut down for so long, people were going out to dinner in Carmel?
1: Ultimately, too, it comes down to, it's like, I am amazed at how non-vocal the business community is here. How yeah. hands-off they are. Yeah. And no matter, it seems no matter, especially downtown... I mean, downtown was destroyed, mm-hmm. and you you would think there would have been a new organization come out that their whole purpose would be unelect this moron who allowed this to happen, mm-hmm. and they just just are kind of quiet. Well,
0: you look at the non-existent campaign that Joe put on the last five or six months. <laughs> you know, it was it was almost like Joe Biden in the basement. Yeah, he uh, he didn't need to campaign and and Representative Shackleford uh, serves her constituents well at the state house, but. But he, he took, he he he, uh, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he won uh, without without any campaign whatsoever. He may have stopped by some forums and debated a little bit, but um, I don't think there was any any campaign funds uh, uh, expended out of that campaign. And he probably looks like he probably thinking, well, uh, the the summer of the fall is going to be the same way because it gets me there.
1: Yeah. It, uh Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government, talking about the mayor's uh, race in Indianapolis. Uh, let's continue on the Democrat side. Joe Hawks did essentially nothing and still won overwhelmingly against, it wasn't, you know, again, some mother who owns a small knitting business. It was a, a, a well-known state representative and he crushed her.
0: He, he did. And, and, uh, um. Uh, it, there is so much exposure for the last 7 years uh, of of uh, you know pressing him for uh, dis, uh, asking him questions on decisions he's made decisions he hasn't made uh, where was he those the, that weekend where people died and and, uh, and I, you were down on the circle watching the chaos uh, and and there really wasn't anything Uh, No after-action report saying, Mayor, where were you?
1: Yeah, there are two things that I remember about the riots. Number one, we were downtown that Friday, and about, I don't know exactly what time this was, probably sometime between 9 and 9.30, I saw some of the clientele that started walking past various establishments, and I told my girlfriend, now my wife, we've got to go. And she said, why? I said, I'll tell you later. We got to go. And we are walking back to our parking lot here amongst the clientele. And I heard the conversations that were going on. Now, at that time, the cops had the circle under control. There was the crowd forming, but it was under control. They had it taken care of. And then somebody in Hogsett's uh, camp, because it wasn't Hogsett, because nobody knows where Hogsett was, said, let him go. And then that's when it all happened. That's the first thing. The second thing was coming in Sunday for my Sunday show I had at the time and seeing this city and I used to own a, a business in North Carolina and I w- went through multiple hurricanes there and this city looked like it had been hit by a hurricane and I will never forget driving through downtown on that Sunday it was it was so sad
0: yeah I I I, uh, I remember coming down on that Saturday because uh I had heard that the governor had, had been saying, well, the mayor hadn't called, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here at the ready, uh, national guard, state police, I'm, 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 um, we're here, we're ready to help. Uh, and and I was so dissatisfied with that response because, uh, Robert, most people don't know this, but Monument Circle is state property. Yes. And so is the war Memorial Plaza. And so is the state house. And they were all defaced. They were uh, There was some effort to s- destroy uh, uh, pieces and parts of those wonderful memorials that we have. And to see the red paint on limestone, and everybody knows that limestone's a very soft stone, and they're still trying to get the dye out of that limestone. And for us not to close Monument Circle down, close the War Memorial down, and, and protect the state house. And I was the state senator at the time. I was really dissatisfied. I was upset. I was angry. And um, wrote a book some time ago, Passing the Torch Preserving Indiana's Heritage. We have done so much to honor veterans, to honor, put memorials up to people who have given their lives. And a couple nights in 2020, they were destroyed.
1: Well, and then don't forget Holcomb called them noble. And then. Uh... Had a VIP meet and greet with Malik Muhammad, who's now in uh,
0: this makes me grind now, my teeth just in, thinking about it
1: now in jail in Portland for attempting to uh, to kill cops,
0: yeah. And and so we're still reeling from that. We still see uh, it, it the, the CVS uh, around the corner from us burned and it's never opened, reopened. I mean, it, we're still seeing the remnants of it. And I think this summer, I think this fall, it's up to Jefferson Shreve to make the case as to who is going to be the leader and 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 one thing that we never talk about is after action reports after action report from from the the the, the rights in 2020 the after action report from the pandemic w- robert what are we going to do next time how are we going to embrace crisis how are we going to accept that challenge so that we do something different because during the pandemic, during that during those riots, we didn't react well and And that's exactly what it is. We reacted. We need to be prepared. and and this leader, if you can call uh, Mayor Hogson a leader, didn't do it. and we we were kept down. Uh, we were shut down way too long. Indianapolis uh, had a real salvo uh, impact upon it. We haven't recovered totally. People, uh, uh when there's people wanting to go out and have dinner at a restaurant and they're out in Carmel they're going to stay in Carmel and uh, they're they're not coming downtown and uh, s- uh there are some residents uh, of of indianapolis that are still willing to go downtown please do and uh it, and, and this is an opportunity uh, of this summer and fall to uh make the case that eight years is worth Way too long for Joe Hogsett to be in office, and Jefferson Treve can lead us. And should there be a crisis, would act so that we're protected.
1: I uh, got about ten seconds left. Tell us about your podcast,
0: Merit in the Morning. Uh, we know Brad kloffenstein K- kloffenstein Clofenstein Stein. Uh, yes, every other Thursday, Merit and uh, Merit in the Morning, and I'm at. Jim underline merit on Twitter.
1: Yeah, so you can find the uh Merit in the Morning podcast on Facebook and YouTube, correct? Exactly. Merit in the Morning, Jim Merit, thank you my friend. Thank you. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. freedomfoodsindiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt at Jim underscore Merritt. Be sure to check out his Merritt in the Morning podcast. You can find it on Facebook and YouTube. Me, i on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays nine until noon, weekdays nine until noon, The Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. And don't forget, if you're listening via podcast, you can also hear this show Sunday mornings, 6 a.m. on 93.1 WIBC in Indianapolis. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.